So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I thought they had a lot of deep lore, and I thought they did a really good job of like getting everybody back into the movie too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I thought um, Knuckles' lore was pretty good. Yeah, uh, and you see what I, I just, mean about Idris? Like he was like because he was so earnestly it, it it made it better. I don't know. I still think after seeing Idris Elba do it, he didn't do a bad job, but I think I still would have pulled for The Rock. The Rock would have been terrible in that role. I completely disagree with you. <laughs> and I think you're just being stubborn. That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> uh, but, uh, yeah, last night, we didn't even leave the drive-in until 2 in the morning because I'm I'm a stubborn asshole. <laughs> I, I spent my money. We were falling asleep during the second movie that we wanted to see anyways. It was the Fantastic Beasts, the, the Harry Potter movie. Um, and uh, we were both just, like, fucking yeah. wiped. And I was like, no, I spent $25 to get us in here. <laughs> By God, I'm going to watch these movies. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Rye with Old Man Gaming, and you have decided for whatever reason to tune into another Horrible Gaming Podcast. I am not alone, and mostly I am never alone with me is... Neil, a.k.a. a tiny wizard. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to do a show today. We're going to do a show about video games, and, and hopefully you'll enjoy it, oh, and hopefully you won't. I, or hopefully, well, hopefully I don't... you won't. <laughs> I hope you hate it. <laughs> just, just fair warning, everybody. I fell asleep for 20 minutes before I came on here, so I'm loopy as all hell. So just, just keep that in mind, everybody. Uh, all right, so we got to thank a couple people for making this possible. Number one, uh, behind uh, – oh, I screwed that up, actually. We're doing great. Yeah, I know. This is going to so literally good. change on camera for everybody. All right, behind everybody, you can now see the picture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was made to us by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. Any custom artwork, custom graphics were made by him. And then, of course – <clears throat> the man who makes the music, my brother Nick Van Sliders, makes all of the theme musics here for the channel. We thank him for that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. That brings us to our first segment and our most important segment. That's Fan Traction. That's where we, the co-hosts, talk to you guys, the fans. Uh, we read out your comments that you leave on the previous videos and anywhere you post them and we see them. And we just we, we talk about them. Give you our hot takes, that sort of thing. We only had three comments this week, and those comments start with Joshua Darlington. Woo! This dude, I know this dude. He is a nice guy, wonderful chap, and he has been joining the streams, uh, and just everything he jumps into, he just goes woo, like Ric Flair. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so hi, Josh. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. 
Uh, and moving on to our good buddy, William Hoen. Hi! Exclamation point, man. Brightens my day. Brightens my day. Uh, so to begin, a fun fact. Before listening, before listening to this podcast, I was listening to a less good one. And was I, I don't know how that's possible, but and was watching on 1.5 playback speed. Then your podcast started, and I didn't realize it was on the fast speed. Dude, your opening song rocks quite a bit on 1.5 play speed. You should try it. Uh, so apparently, he's been listening to us at 1.5 speed this entire you time. You gotta get through it somehow. <laughs> Uh, he continues, thanks for the warning on No Man's Sky, S- uh, No Man's Sky's slow start. I'll probably take the plunge anyway, smiley face. Hey, man, it's a great game. It's a great game. Got to get through that slow start, but it's a great game. Neil, may, uh, may your new chair bring you as many years, many years of comfort and joy. Uh, oh, yes. Sega, so you cherish your memories of your classic Sega games, huh? Let us fix that. Uh, about the ads in free-to-play games do anyone really do anyone really buy the shit that those ads are showing people I guess so but still I wonder am I alone in thinking ads are just annoying uh, to me like driving me away from the game and never ever I and never ever have I bought anything I've seen advertised I'm puzzled about that, really. Uh, then he continues to say, So, I usually end with, Thanks for the show, but this week I really wanted to tell you both. I really enjoy listening to you talking about games. It definitely is an important part of my week. And since and sent a while now, so really, thank you for doing that podcast. It's absolutely fantastic. And that actually kind of... Got me a little wet there, Will. I really appreciate it when I first read it. Like, I don't think we're very good, but if we bring joy to anybody, that's kind of the the, the goal here. So thank you, sir. That was a very bizarre way to say you got misty-eyed. Uh, but moving beyond that, uh, yeah, it's bizarre about it. Man. <laughs> um, Call absolutely. me out during my heartfelt moment, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> you said it. Ugh. Uh, anyways, <laughs> it's fine. I'll just, I just, I'll remember. I can't feel things here. I've got to be the <laughs> no. the cold-hearted, angry old you man. Said you got wet. <laughs> I did. I got wet in the oh, eyes, baby. Jeez, oh, wet anyways. in the eyes. Anyways, anyways, though, yeah, no, dude, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I know there's something ab- uh, cathartic about just like listening to podcasts. I know. There's been like times in my life, like just like it, when stuff has been going on or whatever, I just kind of take solace in listening to the podcasts or even just like having it be a part of my daily routine or weekly routine, mm-hmm. saving certain podcasts for certain days. So, I mean, I'm glad that we can do that for you, especially given yeah. the fact like you, you and I primarily just do this for fun. So, I mean, <laughs> Hey, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was trying to make something out of it. <laughs> Neil, it's fun. Fine. You're o- you're fine. 0 for three today. Uh, I'm over three. I, I I am over three. <laughs> I really appreciate you, Will. 
Uh, and and it's comments like that that make me get on when I fell asleep in my kids' room and all I want to go to sleep, all I want to do is go to sleep. It's comments like that that like make me drag my fat ass down here to uh, to do this thing. And I I appreciate that, man. I appreciate there's people out there listening to us, appreciating what we're say saying, regardless of the size of the audience. I appreciate that we have one. Um, and you're such a great commenter, brother. I think at some point we've got to have Will on the show. I think we've got to try oh, and yeah, make that absolutely. happen. Um, uh, so to continue, Asylum 66, it's hard for, uh, it's time for Game Genie to make a return. A simple code to unlock everything in a game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sure. I think that'd be I'm great. I'm, I mean, I'm sure, like publishers would not want any part of that near their games at all for multitude of reasons which is very unfortunate but i think uh with with games being able to be modded and everything on pc and now on console i think that's kind of taken that space yeah i think uh yeah you you got a lot of modding and stuff like that i would love something like that to come back um if for no other reason, then I think I think accessibility needs to to make a comeback. I, look, I know that there's some lunatics out there who are like, if you if you put an easy mode in Elden Ring, it ruins the game. No, oh, no, man, it doesn't. That's stupid. No, yeah. it doesn't. And you're you're gating off that game from people who who legitimately can't play it, like people who are handicapped in some way, shape, or form, you know, or have a disability, like. Like, like games need more accessibility, period. Like, that's great your game's dif- difficult. That's fine. But that doesn't mean that you should make it impossible for other people to play it, uh, you know, easier. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's 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 a weird thing. I've never understood yeah. the whole get-gooder mentality. Mm. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's funny. It's a joke. It's a goof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, there are some individuals, unfortunately, who take it to such an extreme that it's like, if you, if you aren't, you know, beating ass in all of these games, it doesn't matter if you're having fun or not, which is, you know, literally the point of these games. Yeah. I will never understand that mentality. No, there's a weird, there's a weird shift in gaming right now where it's like, it's all about like torturing yourself to get through a game. And while look, I've had some fun torturing myself with Sifu. I don't necessarily think that like, if it wasn't fun, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that's a uh, something to hang your hat on. Uh, and on top of that, like the get good thing, like okay, I get that in multiplayer because you're trying to win and it's competitive, so I understand that. But in a single player game, like single player games, supposed to just be fun for a person. They're supposed to be a power trip for a person, you know. So like, yeah. I don't, I don't understand why where that mentality came from. So I'm all for game genie. I'm all for just like accessibility, difficulty options, whatever. Like, let people play with the games the way they want to play them. And I actually, we skipped over something that William said, though. I, I want to jump back into the ads that people are showing. Have you ever bought anything that you've seen in an ad? No. I okay. don't think so. Especially, especially, like, in a game for, like, a, a DLC, you know, this, that, mm-hmm. or the other thing. Like, mm-hmm. 
I know like Halo, they they have on Halo Infinite all the various different things that you can get on, you know, in the multiplayer. Sure, it's fun and cool and everything like that, but at the end of the say at the end of the day, I don't see my Spartan, so I don't care. I will say this. I have never purchased anything from an ad from a video game, ever. However, I have sought things out from seeing them in ads from my streaming stuff. And that I hate to say that that's the truth, but that's the truth. I'm a cord cutter, so the only time I see ads are in like Hulu and you know wherever else, Paramount Plus and wherever else I have ads. And if I see like a new flavor of drink and I've never heard of that. You know, that's how I learn about that because I'm not in those worlds. With gaming, you're not going to sell me anything I don't know about. Right. Like, I run a gaming channel. Like, I, I know about it. I know about it. It's very few It's very few times when I see a, a trailer in an ad on TV and go, wow, I didn't know that game existed. I, I know mm-hmm. all the games exist before they exist, and that's not a brag. That's really not a brag. It's actually kind of sad. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I, I do because I'm in that world. But, like, when you're talking about, like, weird drinks or food, or like, Taco Bell gets me a lot. Like, when a Taco Bell ad comes on and it's, like, the new, like, steak fries burrito thing, like, then I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, I gotta go get that, you know. Oh yeah, the the white hot, the yeah, white hot fried burrito. I had that the other good. day. It was really good. Yeah. It was really good. But yeah, like those kind of things get me. So I'll say that. But I don't want those kind of ads in games. You know what I no. mean? So oh, like, oh god, no, yeah. So like, I don't know, I don't know. So I guess, I guess that's the best answer we've got for you, Will. Uh, and again, thank you to all everybody who comments on this channel. We really appreciate it. Uh, just to really quickly um, talk about our talking point, any longtime listeners is probably wondering why you're not hearing Phil Billy's voice, uh, and you're also probably wondering, oh, we were going to do a Tiny Tina's deep dive. We're going to save the Tiny Tina deep dive uh, because uh, cat's out of the bag. Phil Billy is having his second baby. Uh, when you're hearing this, he will probably have already had it. Let's put it that way, since we are in the quantum studio and it does move through space and time. But yes, it does. he's not available right now because of that. The more power to him. I would love it if everybody went on Discord, tagged him, and congratulated him. That would be really nice. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so he is he is in the middle of having his child. And it just didn't feel right to not have the Build Master General on a Borderlands podcast, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, it's actually funny you bring that up because... Uh, <laughs> That was the first thought that I had. Uh, it was it, we were coming up on ten o'clock, and you still weren't here yet. And I was like, "Oh God, the baby's coming early." That was the very first thought I had. I was about to text you, and be like, "Hey, if you can't make it, it's cool. I understand. We'll just have to do a, a, a last minute one tomorrow night." No, my kid was just taking a real long time to go to sleep, and I passed out in a chair. Neck is killing me. <laughs> It's just it's good stuff, good stuff. Good it's it's hashtag dad life, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh all right. So what we are gonna do tonight is you may or may not have caught that I posted this to the Discord. It was only up for about like eight hours after I posted it, but uh a leaked 
trailer for Skull and Bones, which we have been covering thanks to Neil's diligent watching of this <laughs> abysmal failure. This thing leaked, and I saw it. And Neil did not get to, no, but uh, it. I got to say, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. So that's what our talking point is going to be today. And just, just ahead of time, if there's not a bonus... Uh, please forgive me on this one. I know there wasn't a bonus last bonus last week. That's because we did a three minute cold open, but <laughs> um, <laughs> there might not be a bonus this week just because uh, we're both very tired and we're just kind of trying to get it done. So, uh, all right. So we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back with our talking point. Horrible gaming podcast. All right, everybody, that brings us to our first talking point, and that is Skull and Bones. So, <laughs> Skull and Bones, just to recap Skull things, just to recap, uh, this game has had a tremultuous, not going to make that word, <laughs> not going to get that word tonight, it's not going to happen, that uh, de- development ordeal, uh, back in 2017, Five years ago, six years ago, something like that, uh, this game was announced. It was announced as a 5v5 arena ship multiplayer combat pirate game. So it would basically work on Black Flag's sailing combat engine, but it would be five people versus five people, and it would just be ship combat. That was it. That's what it was announced as. Uh, We saw a trailer for it. It looked cool. Um, and I thought I was interested. We fast forward a little bit, hadn't heard anything for about a year. Then we heard that they were redoing it to be like an open world game as well as the 5v5 arena. So we kind of lost all idea of what the game was. And then everything just kind of went dark. We hadn't heard about it. We didn't know what was going on. Didn't know if people were working on it. Just didn't know. Uh, then... Recently, this game has resurfaced. They've actually, they've actually been putting something together. Apparently, um, even though we're six years in at this point, uh, and they apparently had a technical alpha with a very select few of people signing very heavy NDAs. Nonetheless, Ubisoft, because Ubisoft's Ubisoft, and they love to leak shit. Uh, a gameplay footage trailer, which it basically what it looks like is it looks like the, it looked like the opening of the game. Like, have you ever played a beta or an alpha where like when you start in, there's like a four or five minute like this is what the game is sort of thing. No, you've never had that. No, any sort of beta I've been in is just like the main screen that just says like hey just so you know this is a beta shit's gonna get wonky and then just like Mm. goes into the game i've had a lot of them like that or i've also had them where like you get to the end of the beta and it just goes it rolls right into a trailer you know i've seen that yeah i've seen that before or after i don't know but that's what this looks like it looks like a six minute like overview of what skull and bones is and then there's this woman narrating it and she just goes through just like literally if somebody like reached into my head and plucked the game that i want to play it would be this game um and 
So I can't help but be excited for it. Uh, so I'm. what I'm going to do, since obviously we can't show the trailer and Neil didn't see it, I'm going to kind of go over the article that IGN, this is IGN's article on it, the gameplay leak. Now, here's what's interesting about this is uh, the leaked gameplay got took down hardcore uh, by, um, by our friends at Ubisoft. But Ubisoft did confirm that that was from their game that wasn't like fake footage or anything so uh let's let's scroll down here uh and see what they say uh players will head out into a world to compete complete quests through gameplay similar to what's been shown before naval battles that appear slightly more complex than those from assassin's creed uh most of skull and bones appears to revolve around a gameplay loop uh, though it's mixed up by different types of battles, including attacks on forts and settlements, MP ships, NPC ships, and player ships, and bigger world events, such as taking on merchant, taking on a merchant and its fleet of escorts. Players will need to prepare beforehand so they have enough resources to keep their ship in good health and food and drink to keep their crew's morale up. Not doing so will, re will result in the boat being sunk vis-a-vis -a, -vis a mutiny uh or a i'm sorry boat being sunk or a mutiny where the crew takes over the ship and likely just returns the player to the outpost island ex exploration appears a little less freeform than the players might expect although from what i saw it looked pretty freeform instead of being able to stop the ship anywhere the gameplay showed off a specific outpost that the player could dock with and explore on foot while a narrator in the video states everything in skull and bones can be played solo co-op and is available and is also available in missions come with a recommended number of players an infamy infamy system is at the center of progression with the players starting as an outcast before rising to a swashbuckler cutthroat and so on while the gameplay doesn't show all levels of infamy there appear to be around 15 different levels each one unlocks more ship upgrades recipes to craft tools and so on including vanity cosmetics for both player character and ship there appear to be dozens if not hundreds of different cosmetics available as it is important that you look the part players also gain access to bigger and better ships which is actually a misquote we'll get into that in a second as they level up their infamy which will also gradually rise through exploration battling treasure hunting and more skull and bones was first revealed five blah 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 so <laughs> so they actually talked about more than that in there that was offered that was even there and they didn't say give you access to more ships it says you can craft the ships <laughs> what you can actually craft the pirate ships they said that you there's tons of hunting not just treasure hunting but hunting fishing uh you can slay animals like basically this sounds like red dead redemption 2 with pirates and and i gotta be honest the one thing that i love about this is it feels like what sea of thieves what i wanted sea of thieves to be where i can have an npc crew and i don't have to worry about having four friends anytime i want to play the game but that being said it's ubisoft so i don't know <laughs> and this game has had nothing but controversy on it so like 
I'm kind of in between because like this this trailer was amazing. I really wish you had seen it. Graphically mm. it looked phenomenal. The like just everything she talked about looked great. It all looked kind of in like in a working condition. But that being said, how much of that are we getting? How much of that is actually coming through? Are we in a cyberpunk situation? Like I don't know. I, I really don't know what this is. I mean, they've had six years to work on it, theoretically, and while I know they started a rework on it, that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, they haven't had plenty of time to finish this fucking thing. So, oh, I'm sorry, it's been in development for eight years, not six. 2017, eight years. So, I don't know, so I don't know. Um, I I wish you had seen the trailer, I really wish, because I think you're going to be very negative on this because of that, but it's it was pretty impressive. Yeah, whenever you said that it was kind, it sounded like kind of like what you thought Sea of Thieves was going to be, mm-hmm. or what you wanted from it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the same vibe that I was getting from everything you were saying. And if that is what it is, who knows? It very well could be, you know, something. I, I do wish that you would have, you know just a whole buttload of islands that you could just randomly yeah. hop to or whatever. Yeah. Uh, instead of having like specific places where you could only, you know, drop anchor. And Here's the thing like though. That, so. And they said that they said that in IGN, but they only said that in IGN because in the trailer, in the actual trailer of what you're seeing, you see an outpost that he's, he's on where he could like, trade with somebody and then hide his goods so that he didn't take it have to take it back to like an actual city. But the mm. lady herself specifically says that like they are fully explorable islands, like not just the outpost. So like I don't I think IGN's article was specifically being writ on what you saw the guy do, not yeah. what was being promised to the players. And and good on them. I'm not uh, for not spreading too much disinformation, but at the same time, like, I don't know. This this sounds amazing <laughs> to me. It sounds really amazing to me. So I think just given the fact that you brought it up right now, I think we should kind of address, you know, the the somewhat the elephant to some sure. degree in the room with all of this, and it is. Is this actually gonna be what it is? Right. Because what it's it's said to be, because like you said, there's been such a crazy development around it. Lord knows it's been a running joke that I've kept up with yes. for yeah. so long now. Literally my entire time I've been doing this, it's been a running joke. Um, but like also you you touched on another point. It's Ubisoft. Ubisoft loves to do this stuff. You know, uh, they've been they've been doing what the Beyond Good and Evil Two, the same sort of situation. It's going to be X, Y, and Z, but it's actually nowhere near that. Skull and Bones has been restarted now, I believe, a grand total of two other times before they got to the point that it is now. One time, at least, that we know of. Um, it's been in development for eight years. Mm-hmm. The it's slipping into that space of. What are you getting after eight years of development? Right. That and that's that's what it is. Is a game can be absolutely fantastic, but when it comes down to it, you know, how long do we have to wait for that? And was that wait justified for what it is that you actually get in the end? 
Um, you know, I, I I see what you're saying. I definitely see what you're saying. I think that, uh, and I, I want to talk about the leak thing too before we're off of it, but I still want to talk about like what we think this is going to be uh, before we get off that subject. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I got to say, man, look, I'm not usually the optimist here. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Like of the two of us, I'm usually much more, it's going to, be terrible everything's gonna be terrible i'm the only man on the planet who thinks starfield's gonna suck i think i think though what if what if this is good what if this is actually good like what what like what does that mean for ubisoft because in fairness man ubisoft needs a win they're 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 on the market we already saw that and Mm -hmm. hey predicted that i did um, mm-hmm. they're on the market, which means they're already talking to Microsoft and everybody else. And like, so like their, their last few games have been kind of failures. I mean, Assassin's Creed Ragnarok sold well, but it wasn't really that critically received that well. It's DLC was terrible. Uh, Far Cry was a failure as far as I'm concerned. Uh, mm. they've, they've really been on a downward slump. So like, they they kind of need a big win to put themselves back in that like top tier game developer slot, the AAA developer slot. What if this is good, man? What if this actually turns out good? Like, what if they were so worried about their other projects that they just let Singapore do their thing, and that studio has come up with uh, with something good? What if eight years produces actually a good game? Uh. So what I would say in this situation, if Skull and Bones does come out and it is good, um, I think that that's not going to be the end of it. I think that they would need two in a row. I think they would need their next project to come out and be successful as well. I Because like you said, like they've been kind of on this downward spiral for a while now. Uh-huh. They've kind of lost their way. A lot of their games have been copy pastes of you and know other things. That's that, a big problem. Yeah. So you know, this is a new thing for the most part. It was inspired by something else, but you know, at the end of the day, it's a new thing. Um, if they can execute that, great. But you know, whenever somebody is on a downward spiral, if anything, and even in life, if something is trending negatively one good thing happening after a series of bad events never makes you think, oh, well, it's all done and over now because, you know, one time something went right. Uh, if if it is what they should have done, uh, at the end of the day, we'll find out whether or not it is they should have put all of that time and effort into <laughs> this game because at the same time, too, you know, they can burn their ass on the fact that, sure, they in the end had a great game, but people have to buy it. <laughs> so I not mean, only it's... do people have to buy it, and that's that's something else. Not only do people have to buy it, but how many people have to buy it <laughs> exactly to make up for eight fucking years, eight years. of development? Like that's salaries. That's right. You salaries, know, development costs, everything else for under eight the sun. years. Like, and I mean. Good God! Like this, this will be the one time when a developer says the price isn't high enough, and I'm like, yeah, not to make back that nut. Like, there's no, there's no way to get that back. Well, I mean, if it sells like Gangbusters, maybe. And I will say, they are really primed 
to hit big on this. And and there's there's not a lot of pirate games out there, man. There no, just there really no, isn't. That's true. And that's there's true. almost no open world pirate games. Like if you want an open world like play your own pirate sort of game, you're playing Sea of Thieves. And if you're playing Sea of Thieves, you better have two to four friends or it is not going to be that much fun. And I love Sea of Thieves. I think it's a great game. That being said, you need people to play that, and that's one of the reasons I don't play it as much. Um, there's a couple of like very small indie games. I reviewed a game called Buccaneers not too long ago that was developed by like two dudes in a garage, and they used Minecraft assets, so it's all bitty bit, but it's very cool open world. Like it has big naval battles and stuff like that. Um, but like for like play your own pirate stuff, there's really very few stuff in here. I think this is a niche they could really hit with that. If if they're really producing Red Dead Redemption 2 with pirates, which is what it kind of feels like, I mean, sign me up. Sign me up right away. Yeah. Here's my yeah. thing. Okay, go ahead. Rebuttal. I was just going to say, I mean, yeah, no, it's not even a rebuttal. It's an it's actually an agreement. Like I have I've torn this thing. I wouldn't say torn this thing a new asshole because I haven't been like super critical of it. But I mean, I've been making fun of this yes, game for yeah. a long time now. Yeah. And if it comes out and it is that sort of, you know, GTA, but pirates. Right. Like that would be great. Yeah. That'd yeah. be absolutely great. And that'd be something that I think that I would be down for. Uh, I would give it a shot. Yeah. But at the same time, you know. Who knows, Who knows what it could be, but you made a great point there is, yeah, you're playing Sea of Thieves if you, you know, you want that pirate sort of experience. And even Sea of Thieves kind of has a limited appeal does. for a, a, a number of reasons. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, no, I think that this could be something if they, you know, execute and it does turn out to be great, but even still... It, it has to be a really good, yeah, really, really good. Yeah, it does. It it really has to be a win for them. And I, another thing that I think, like, like I have some positives on this. And like, I know that every time you bring Skull and Bones up, I do the like, I'm all in for Skull and Bones. I can't wait. It, it's been a joke, you know what I mean? Because like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I just I, I I would like to go in. That being said. I think that if they um, – like Ubisoft is capable of making good games. I used to love Ubisoft, and they've made some great games over the years. Their last like five years have not been real strong or solid, and I think mm -hmm. that the reason that hasn't been strong or solid is they have kind of like fell back onto their laurels a little bit. You look yeah. at their real wins in the last 10 to 15 years – they're all new IPs, you know, like mm -hmm. Division 2. Well, Division 2 wasn't a win. They said it wasn't a win, but that still has a player base, so I don't understand why that isn't a win. Uh, but For Honor was a, a completely original IP. It wasn't perfect, but they, you know, made it much better. It still has players. You then look at, like, the Assassin's Creed stuff, and it's just been so, like... Here's another one. Now they're Vikings. Yep. Here's another one. Now they're this. I think that they need that new IP. The same with Far Cry. It's like, well, now they're in Cuba and now they're in the country. Like, it's like, yeah. now you get an alligator instead of a bear. Like, that's not, I'm not going to keep buying that over and over and over again. And I think that, like, like, they're capable of making good games. 
this could be like what they really need is a new IP, something fresh coming out of Ubisoft that's going that like a fresh AAA because they do yeah. have a bunch of indie games that look kind of fresh coming out, but like they need a fresh AAA experience, and I think this could be it. Um, yeah, you bring up a good point there too because. You know, the running joke with an Ubisoft game is like people s will say, just describe it as a typical Ubisoft game. Yeah. With, you know, taking over radio towers to yep. figure out like pieces in the map. It's mm -hmm. a, one place, it's a radio tower. One point, one game, it's like a, a lookout point. You know, it's the yeah. same sort of copy paste, copy paste constantly over and over and over. And they are going to try something different here. And I feel like when they have tried to change the formula up, they've, they haven't gone in 100% on that. And mm -hmm. as a result, it kind of makes things kind of shitty. Like yep. Far Cry Primal, that was them trying to take the series in a different direction. I love that game. But don't, they don't. still... <laughs> I love that game. That was, their they... best, that was their best game for Far Cry <laughs> series in years. Because it was more different. Because it was more different. Yeah, but at the same time, no. to to my point is, like, it, they didn't go far enough. You want to flip the script and change it up, but it's fair. still it's still quote unquote just a Far Cry game. I think they went really far with that, but I think they should have just made a caveman game by itself. Why was Far Cry before it? And then why did we have to have the 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 gaining? Watchtowers. I will agree with you on some of those factors. Far Cry Primal is still one of the best. It's the most underrated Ubisoft game to this day. I will fight people who disagree <laughs> with me. Nonetheless, I do agree with you. They didn't go far enough. I think that you, you also have like... I don't know. Personally, I know a lot of people loved Assassin's Creed Origins. The kind of RPG Assassin's Creed version, you know? Yeah. Uh, which was nice, but it was still, it felt like a merging of two things that didn't necessarily belong together. You know, like you had this very stealth heavy based game and then you were like, no, it's going to be weird questing and RPG mechanics, you know? Yeah. And then it worked for them for some, for whatever reason. But then instead of like doing something like different, they just copied and pasted that game in Greek. Yeah. You know, and now <laughs> Vikings and it's like. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was not the game that people made it out to be. I did not enjoy it, and it was buggy as shit. Um, that being said, and I, I do want to kind of switch gears on this because so we've seen we've seen the leak here. When do you think we could potentially see Skull and Bones hit stores? Twenty-three, I, summer twenty-three. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna put the tinfoil hat on. Putting the tinfoil hat on. Uh, uh, are you about to say what I think you're about to say? So their window right now is this year. Okay, it actually yeah. says TBA 2022. They said it was coming out this year. They've done that every year for the last three years. So mm -hmm. you can't really take that take that as a grain of salt. However, I would like to point out that Ubisoft. Oh, Ubisoft leaks these things on purpose. I, I don't care what anybody tells oh, me. Yeah. They leak these things on purpose. They all do. Yeah. Every every Assassin's Creed game has been leaked for the past four Assassin's Creed games. Like, they've all been leaked. 
and they've all released within six to eight months of that leak. Now, we have a leak from Skull and Bones confirming what it is. I don't know. I think maybe it hits this year. As it's tinfoil hat, I would totally be. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it came in 2023. But I think they have. They have shown us a clear like, a clear kind of conspiracy. We're like, oops, oops. Assassin's Creed Origins is Egypt, and then it comes out like eight year, like like eight months after that, and then it's like, oops, we're doing we're doing Greece, and then it comes out six months later. And mm-hmm. same with the Vikings. So like, I kind of feel like, I, I kind of feel like they're shooting for this year, even though we haven't heard anything about it. I wonder yeah. where they're gonna reveal anything about this, especially especially if they're doing public testing. You don't do public testing. Uh, you don't do public testing two years out from the release in the game, unless that public testing is bad, like real right. bad. But like March 10th, they said that they're it's ready for public testing. So there's you don't do that unless you're about to release the game. Yeah, if it doesn't come out in like the summer 23, what I was kind of thinking – my guess is we're going to get an official announcement in the summer and it's going to be holiday or something along those lines uh, to yeah. try to try to capitalize as much as they can on the timing of everything else. I think it's their uh, winter release this year because we don't have yeah. any, they don't have anything else in the pipeline. Like look at look at like they always release something in the winter. They don't have anything. They don't have any Assassin's Creed coming out. They don't have any Assassin's Creed DLC coming out. They've got no Far Cry. Far Cry is way off from the pipeline. Like, what else does Ubisoft make other than Tom Clancy? We're not getting another division. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, we're, they've promised us there's no Splinter Cell in production. So that's nah, not happening. That's a lie. You know? So that's like, got to be a lie. Well, and they're not going to make any any new multiplayer thing because Rainbow Six Siege is their baby. It's their bread and butter. Right. They're just going to keep they're just going to keep adding to that game. And more power to them. I think for competitive multiplayers, that's what they should be. Don't make people purchase the game over and over again like like what Overwatch is doing. Just keep adding to the game and be done with it. Same with For Honor. You're just going to keep seeing new stuff be added to that. But they, that leaves them with no big AAA release in the holiday season. I think this is their AAA release for this holiday season. Yeah, uh, I th- I think you could be onto something there. Ah, um, I can't convinced imagine... you. I made you a believer. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that Ubisoft would go an entire year unless right they unless they. This is like a complete jump, but I mean, we were talking about it before. They're basically are up for sale and Mm. they're, you know, trying to get something, the ball rolling there with that. If it is intentional that they don't have anything going on for the year because there's something in the pipeline with a deal of some sort or something along those lines. And that could be the reason. Just pure speculation. That could also be the reason for the leak. They could be like Mm -hmm. leaking that game to get their price jacked up. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that is an ultimate. Be like, oh, our equity just went up because people are excited for this pirate game. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But uh, what do you guys think out there about the Ubisoft stuff? Did you get to see the footage? Um, I don't know. You know, let us know. We'll read them out next week. Uh, do you want to go to odds and ends, man? 
Sure. All right. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our final segment, Odds and Ends. That's where we collect smaller news stories. Don't necessarily deserve a talking point. Just stuff we want to tell you about, riff about, let you guys in on. So I have four. Neil's got five. Neil, take it away. All right. Well, Apple is going to be implementing a new policy on the App Store where apps that haven't been updated within a significant amount of time will be given a 30-day notice to do so or be removed from the App Store. Now, why am I talking about this? Well, the policy is going to target a lot of games and on Apple's App Store, including a lot of indie games that either no longer need an update or you know would not benefit from an update, anything along those lines. So there are going to be some indie devs who are going to be getting uh, their games pulled from the App Store unless they do an update because reasons. That's a terrible um, practice. Yeah. Um, it also, uh, a, a significant amount of time was Apple's actual phrasing for this. So we don't so even what is know that? what that exactly. There's been no clarification on that. Um, so yeah, uh, and don't Apple tell me, store, yeah. don't tell me you don't have the service base, Apple computers, like the fuck man, the right. fuck, like for indie games that are like nothing, like nothing in space. Like you're not talking about gigabytes here. That's, that's bullshit. And I don't know how they're making money off this, but they're making money off of it somehow. Probably they're setting it up to like charge the developers to keep the shit on their I'm, fucking I'm sure. I mean, you have to pay submission fees to even mm -hmm. post your app of any sort on the Google Play or Apple App Store. So I'm sure there's some tying into that at some in some way, function or another. It's absolute garbage. Absolute yeah. garbage. That's absolute garbage. Fucking fuck you, Apple. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, all right. So mine. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the big one first. Uh, if I could just bring this up real quick. So recently, um, so there there has been a big thing. Uh, there was this game released by Square Enix called uh, Balan Wonderworld. It was created by. <laughs> Uh, the guy who created Sonic as well as uh, Knights, and it had a very like weird aesthetic, very weird Japanese yeah. heavy aesthetic. Um, and and I don't even know what the game was about, but you know, stupid it, shit. It definitely looked very like Knights-ish, you know. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh, so yeah. Recently. Uh, so right before the game came out, Square Enix removed him as the director of the game. He sued Square Enix. Uh, it didn't really work. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just recently, since the court case is over, he's just basically come out and said Square Enix is a trash company and everybody should be afraid of it. Uh, I'm going to read the actual tweet that he tweeted. Uh, so here we go. And his name is... Uh, Naka. What's his first name? Yuji Naka. Yuji Naka. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is his Twitter. I filed a lawsuit against Square Enix after I was removed as director of Balan Wonderworld roughly six months before release. 
now that the court case is over and the removal order is no longer in effect, I have some things I'd like to say. I think Square Enix is no good. They don't care about games or fans. According to court documents, I was removed as director from Balan Wonderworld for two reasons. This decision was made by the producer, publicist, and sound director, the head of the company board, and the human resources department. One reason is that the pianist, YouTuber, is that a pianist YouTuber was going to perform songs from the game and publish the sheet music arrangement as part of the game's promotion. I thought it strange that we would only release an arrangement of the game's music and furthermore use a ghostwriter to produce that arrangement. I got into trouble for arguing that we would release the original score. Another is that according to the court documents, my relationship with Arzest, which is a studio, the studio that was making it, uh, had been damaged because of comments I made about them submitting the game without fixing issues uncovered during development, as well as comments I made with the aim of improving the game itself. The producer, Mr. Fujimoto, told Mr. Oshima about these comments. Another point, in an email to Mr. Fujimoto, Mr. Oshima, Mr. Oshima wrote, I just gathered the staff and told them about postponing the demo version. I told them this decision was made by Mr. Fujimoto. Let's do our best for his sake. They clapped and cheered when I told them this was a little, this was a little unexpected as I was very moved. Recently, staff who've been seemingly down have been revitalized. Thank you so much. We'll all do our best. However, the producer decides the schedule, not me. The producer decided on that tight schedule. Something's strange about that, right? I don't think it's a good idea to only release arrangements of games music. I think there's game music that everyone know, knows and can hum, but I'm not sure that this is what you'd call the game's true music. I believe the games should be made by working hard until the very end, until it's a good game, that the team thinks their fans will enjoy when they buy it. I think it's strange to be removed and totally excluded uh, and totally exclude a director who's had input on the game and told and to do so without discussion because there isn't time. By forbidding retweeting, liking, etc. on social media, I think Square Enix is doing their fans a disservice. There were so many comments and fantastic illustrations of Bland Wonderworld, and I'm really sorry that I couldn't do anything to recognize them. For my part, I would like to offer my sincere apologies to those customers who bought the unfinished Bland Wonderworld. Henceforth, I believe I will be able to respond to mentions and tags as an individual. I think it's natural to request changes that will make the game better. If you can't do that, I think it's fine to at least discuss it, but even that seems impossible. I don't think this allows us to do the game justice. Two weeks before the final deadline for Sonic the Hedgehog, we changed the spec such that if Sonic has even a single ring, he can't die. This famous mechanic came as a result of us working to improve the game up until the last minute, and I think that people are are still enjoying this game around the world to this day. I think it's strange to say that developers can't work 
until the last minute to make their game better. I asked my lawyer to help me negotiate the ability to simply make comments on the game until the end of development, but this was totally ignored, so I filed a lawsuit. I think this matter has become so big because the results and recognition that Milan Wonderworld gained. It is such a shame that the project that I worked on from the beginning has come to this. Personally, I think it's a real shame that an unfinished Balan Wonderworld has been sent out into the world. I wanted to release it properly as a carefully made action game. I don't think that Square Enix or Arzest are companies that care about games or fans. That is probably the most heavy-handed, like, fuck you, I think I've ever seen a developer who's left a company make, other than maybe like crazy ass Cliff Blazinski or whatever. Um, and uh, I I appreciate it. I actually appreciate it. I agree with him. Um, we're long, and I'm sorry for reading such a long thing, but I felt like reading the full tweet in its entirety was the way to go on that. Um, oh, yeah. I think, and, and we've been saying for a long time, Phil hates fucking Square Enix. I hate Square Enix, and they have a real bad, like, they're a real shady company, too. They blame shit on their studios. They let their studios and developers take heat when it was them. Uh, stuff like that. They're just a shitty, shitty-ass company lately. Um, and yeah, I mean, this kind of, like, hammers it home. When you've got an absolute legend like Yuji Naka, and you remove him from the game to produce a crappy game, like, his big problem was the game isn't good. And they're like, oh, well, we're going to sell it anyway. Bye. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, like, I think this, like, set, hammers it home, you know? Yeah. Um, I have to go back and and watch it uh, because I know the development of that game was absolutely wild. There's a, a guy that I've uh, referenced here before. Uh, he does a series called What Happened? Uh -huh. And it's just uh, various games and movies that had really rough development cycles. Whether or not they came out good or not uh, is addressed, you know, in there too. But he did one on that. And I know there was a lot of weird stuff uh -huh. going on with that. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, when you have uh, an individual or a team or whatever may have you trying to make a thing and you have some other outside force who is not involved in the creation of that thing but is pushing you know that group along to get that thing done like mm -hmm. they have a stake in it even though they have no input into it at all and that that can be applied to anything at all in life even it never turns out well no because that person is not person group whatever is not on the ground floor of everything that is being done yep. in regards to whatever project and that's what's happened you know that's what happened here that's what happened with you know something like outriders mm -hmm. i'm assuming you know all of these different you know projects you know f that square enix has had their hands on like i feel like they only really give two shits about the stuff that is just Square Enix, like they're JRPGs and that's it. Yeah. They're like they're like third party publishing that they do. I they could give a shit. About yeah, and honestly, they definitely tend to go a little bit more into the money aspect of things and caring yeah. about just putting it out. With Outriders, you know, everybody gave them such a hard time for their server issues. The servers were all Square Enix. 
contract. They were all run mm -hmm. and operated by Square Enix. So all the server issues were Square Enix's fault, whereas Outriders was just getting shit. And Outriders was by no means perfect. There was definitely some issues with it. Uh, but yeah, like that, like Square Enix is, a, and then of course, Marvel's Avengers, need I say more? Like they. Oh yeah, of course, Crystal Dynamics. They just, they just care about that bottom line, especially when it comes to their third party developers. But yeah. Taking enough of time, your turn. Uh, next one, really straightforward. Uh, the Mario movie been delayed until next spring with a new release date of April 7th, 2023. Stole it. Almost. Mine. Stole it. Stole oh, it out from under me. Oh, yeah. It's like a year, mm -hmm. a year from now because it was supposed to come out this summer it's a july or something like that so i thought it was supposed really to be holiday but yeah oh, it, it was definitely this year it was definitely this year it was something i uh, okay yeah it might have been holiday i thought it was uh i thought it was supposed to be a summer uh, movie i guess yeah, it wouldn't I, make I could sense because we would have had trailers yeah i could have had trailers at this point yeah. i guess but yeah it's been delayed yeah, that's interesting. I think it's weird that we've had so many delayed movies in the last few years. Like yeah. that—that that was never like commonplace. Then COVID happened, and it was like, okay, we understand. But now it's kind of like, why? Why are we still having? Like, is this the com? Did they like do it in COVID? And now they're like, well, we could just do that. Like, the we game can do this all the time yeah. now. It's like you I realize like... you have the ability to do a thing, whether yeah. or not it makes sense to do it. Yeah, you just realize that you do it. Exactly. Um. All right, well, I've got two then, and I'll just uh, – uh, these are my last – these are my last two. My last two, but All I right. got to do them back to back. So we got another fucking ridiculous dev diary from Starfield. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, no. what did we get to see? Did we get to see gameplay? No. Probably not. No, we did not. Did we get to see anything in-game engine? No. You know what it was about? It was about the fucking music of Starfield. I don't need oh. <laughs> to see a fucking documentary about music I haven't heard. Like, yeah. why? Why are we doing the music of Starfield here? Um, and that dovetails into Bethesda and Xbox have announced June 12th they're going to be doing a big online showcase. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say this right now. Xbox, Bethesda. You need to show us gameplay of Starfield. Like, seriously. Like, this oh, is yeah. the time. We are beyond the point of exploration on me believing you actually have a game there. Show us some fucking gameplay of that. If they, if Starfield is not at that and people aren't outraged, I think I may lose my marbles because this has ceased to make sense to me at this point. We've gotten dev diaries and we haven't seen anything, any, anything of the gameplay. There is no gameplay footage of a game that's coming out in November. Just does, does, does anybody have a pro like anybody else think that's weird on the fucking planet that we haven't seen any gameplay, not even a vertical slice of gameplay. It's just the announced trailer and then concept art and these weird dev diaries where they talk about a game that isn't out. It's it's fucking weird. This is the weirdest yeah. marketing I've ever seen in my life. And I don't know why people are like eating it up like it's insane to me yeah and there's there's like yeah there's no reason at all for for that to be that way like I mean, bethesda always kind of did that sort of stuff to some degree they told mm -hmm. you a thing was being developed you knew it was being developed yada 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 um i, I mean i think it was what fallout 4 
the same sort of situation. It just kind of showed up and, oh, by the way, it's coming out in like four months or something like that. That's fine and everything. But with that, it was a, oh, surprise. And right. then there's information leading. Right. We've been getting spoon fed garbage, basically. Since 2018, 2017, yeah. 2016, old, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we've we've had no actual meaty bits of anything come through. I'm in the same boat. Like, if they don't if they don't have Starfield there, which they they like have to. If they don't have Starfield there, I think everyone's gonna be getting cyberpunk vibes from that. But that also I'm said already even cyberpunk, cyberpunk but even cyberpunk had shown off vertical slices of stuff at that point at least so i mean even though half the shit that was in the cyberpunk showcases didn't make its way in there it's still we we saw stuff and that's that's kind of where we're at the announcement trailer for this game i just looked it up was in 2018 was that e3 2018 like like it's it's not like fallout 4 where it was like Here's a game coming out in four months. Or even Fallout 76, because that was in 2018 as well. Yeah. They did that in 2018, but that actually came out that year. It was a train wreck, but still, they, they announced it and it came out. This game has been, like, we've known about it that long. Like, what's happening? You Like, how do we not have gameplay? How? The other thing is, too... And, and yeah, it's like you said, this whole spoon-fed information. Like with the Fallout 4 announcement four months before the release date, we didn't know anything about it. There was no de weird dev diaries. about. Like why are we seeing dev diaries about this? Like we don't know what this game is. We just have – oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I am fully having cyberpunk vibes right now, and uh, I, I can't get past it. I, I need to see gameplay of this. I feel like they're con in the world right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they have to have it there or else that it's, it's not real or it's in serious trouble. Yeah. Seriously. Something. Uh, well, moving on here. Uh, Sega continues to be ass bags when it comes to the Sonic origins collections. Uh, so now Sega has announced that all of the standalone digital versions of the Sonic games that were on digital storefronts are going to be delisted. So guess what, kiddos? There's only going to be one place you can get those games from. This is a new trend that has been happening a lot lately. Anytime mm -hmm. we have any sort of collection anything like that they will delist and pull all of the single versions of the game and remove it from all the places so that way they shoehorn you into buying exactly what they want you to buy well and it's fucking dumb in the first place because like the minute they announced this pricing guide they were like you know that you can get all four of them for 20 bucks right now like uh, right like like all four of them are cheaper than the cheapest version of Sonic Origins. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't we do that? And then they're like, oh well, we're gonna take those away. And, and that's exact. Yeah. That's. 
it's 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 asinine. It's asinine. I will say at least they're not doing that fucking shady ass shit PlayStation's doing where they're like making it impossible for you to play it on your own hard drive. Like at least they're yeah. not doing that, but like this is some shady shit. Yeah, they're definitely like we're remastering it, so fuck you. Because what if the remaster sucks, man? Like yeah. GTA got into the same thing. The remaster sucks ass and they delisted they delisted Everything. GTA. They delisted their stuff in that collection too. And the remaster is terrible. It is a terrible version of those three games. It's riddled with bugs. They have no intention of fixing it. So the game that you had before, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, this is a bad trend. It's just a bad trend. Again, it's a bad trend in an industry with no checks and balances whatsoever. We're just, it's the wild fucking West, man. It's the wild West. They're just going to keep pushing. They're just going to keep pushing, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you, you mentioned their name, so I may as well go into sony here sure um and this one's kind of a twofer i just kind of combined these two into one separate one uh or one individual one rather so there's a good part and a bad part the good part uh sony apparently has created a game preservation team within the company yeah uh as yeah as uh scribed on a i believe it was a linkedin profile Mm -hmm. that uh somebody had so that's cool i mean game preservation is something that we've talked about before especially with online games the Mm -hmm. servers go off and it's just lost there's there's literally nothing that you can do yep uh but uh shitty sony stuff uh they actually have looked at and have closed the loopholes that people had found uh, in regards to like beating the pricing system for their new tiered subscription models, uh, apparently you will not be able to redeem your digital codes that you have for the uh, for the PlayStation Now to get the premium version <laughs> of the new uh, PlayStation Online. It will not convert those over. <sighs> So people will not be able to stockpile those and use those to convert. They've already closed the loophole to that allows you to buy them and do that. And now those aren't going to be converting over either. I I'm so tired. I'm so tired when it comes to this shit. How Sony do you, you, you are in a marketplace that is that is shrinking for you you're losing game companies huge game companies to your top competitor they're buying everything they're out buying you they have more money than you and all you have is your fans and to keep them happy you're going to do this to them <laughs> like that's your that's your answer like let's burn bridges and destroy goodwill of the 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 of the only people who have supported you 100% through the, through all of it uh yeah it's it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous and you know this isn't just even like the industry being evil this is sony being dumb in my opinion like this is a just a stupid mistake a stupid mistake that puts them that that 
hammers home the fact that that company and their way of thinking is antiquated for 2022. They're not prepared for the for the gaming industry right now. They're not, and they're not going to be able to hang. They're just not at this at this particular juncture. And again. I want them to hang. I do not want Xbox to own everything. Shit gets bad when people own everything. But, like, Sony is... They're stupid. They're straight up dumb. Yeah, what kind of gets me about this, too, is the fact that... Yeah, there was a loophole. You know, right. you guys closed the loophole. That is whatever, you know. But people still took advantage of that loophole those things run out mm -hmm. it's not like somebody somehow found a way to right. subscribe for many years from right. now just like ah damn because you know chances are those people who went in went in and bought multiple you know mm -hmm. months packs of that to to be able to put towards the premium tier mm -hmm. they're not going anywhere no nope. <laughs> they're not buying all of those so that right. way they you know, start looking at the clock and say, well, in two years, I'm going to have to start paying an extra $20, $40 a month or something, whatever it wound up being, an extra $10 a month for this thing that I already do. And they're just going to cancel it when it runs out. That's not how that works. No, so, it's not. Yeah, they forget I, they have it. It gets automatically drawn out of their accounts. It's how subscriptions make that's, money. Yeah, that was I was about to say. You know the fucking the fucking I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought I fine. I thought you'd paused. I apologize. I I think that like the 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 it, this is dumb. It's like you're going out of your way to spit in their faces. I mean, the premium plan in the first place is terrible. Like people should be outraged about it. Honestly, the way they put it together, uh, how they locked all that like backwards compatibility <laughs> in front of like the the premium and they like made it impossible for you to play those games like that kind of shit some evil insidious shit so you've already got people pissed about that slap in the face and you close a loophole i understand you couldn't leave that out there because then your pricing is completely useless but yeah like you take the hit for the mistake like a fucking man or or like a stand-up person and then when it runs out you f you get your money then you know like mm -hmm. Instead, you've slapped them on their other cheek. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, how many times do you think your fans are going to get slapped in the face and keep coming back? And I got to wonder personally because I, I don't – I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I don't think Sony is in a real strong place personally. I don't think they've been in a strong place for a while, and I think they keep digging that hole. I think, uh, yeah, they're they're getting there for sure. I don't yeah. think they're as bad off as you. You and I are. I think are on different levels of how bad off they are. But you and I both can come together on the fact that they're making a lot of stupid moves. Yeah, they really are <laughs> for at least the last couple of years. And like, like I don't necessarily think they're going to close their doors tomorrow. I don't think that there's going to be a PlayStation Six. I, I don't because. I don't think that they're going to unless they change unless they change how they're looking at things real fast, you know? Like I don't like Phil Spencer, but they need a Phil Spencer in there because the people that they've got in there are like look at this company as the way they look at it 
running as its peak condition in the way that it ran 15 years ago. And gaming works too fast for that. The gaming industry right now does not work any way, shape, or form the way it ran 15 years ago. Uh, and I think PlayStation is riding this wave of like, we we won so hard back here. You know what I mean? But like, there's going to be a point where, yeah, you won back there, but all that goodwill's gone now, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, was that uh, your last one or you got another one? No, I got one more. That was okay. a kind of a combined one. This here is my last though. No problem. Uh, and Microsoft is getting at least a little bit of backlash, uh, after a user on Reddit sent in his Halo edition Xbox series X console for repair and was told that he would be getting a regular series X console back in return. Uh, what extra sucks about this is the what? Halo edition of the console uh, costs an extra $50. So it is sold at a premium. Granted, it does come with a physical or at least a digital copy of the game. Uh, so, I mean, you're not necessarily losing anything. Uh, you're not losing the game, but that's not the point. The people who buy the Halo Edition console want the Halo Edition console. Yeah, that's... There is nothing... In, they, I think there's actually a specific clause in uh, Microsoft's uh, repair thing saying that they have the right to send back just a regular-ass Series X. That's uh, insane. Or a regular-ass console. But yeah, no, that's absolute bullshit because that I, is... would be, I would be the most pissed. If that that is insane. I had not heard about this, and shame on you, Xbox. Are you fucking kidding me, man? That's like that's what they that, that they're collectors editions. This is a collectors yep. industry. You can't like. Oh man, that's fucking insane. That's fucking insane. I I don't even know where to begin to start on that. That's highway robbery. Could you imagine? Like that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's like taking I, your car to the shop. That's like taking your Porsche to the <laughs> shop and getting a Honda Civic and being like, there you go. Yeah. It works. You know, like, what the fuck? That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. I hope they write that wrong because that's fucking wrong. Fucking yeah. wrong, man. Yeah, absolutely. But that was it from what I had. Okay. Well, let's wrap this thing up and go to sleep. Yeah. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Uh, Neil, you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, I actually did my first solo stream last week. Yeah. Uh, it didn't go very well. <laughs> <laughs> they never but... do in the beginning. Yeah, no, uh, it's yeah, it was fine though. Uh, I made a fool of myself playing uh, Street Fighter Four uh, and got my ass beat repeatedly by the very first dude because it was a shitty matchup. Uh, but it was smooth sailing after that. But yeah, uh, I am probably going to continue to do some amount of streaming of some degree. I don't know precisely when it's going to happen. I'm not sticking to any sort of schedule. If I feel like doing it, I'm just going to do it. Uh, that works. It's it, the best way to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to try to relegate it in the time slot 
to any degree. But yeah, uh, it's uh, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash OMG a tiny wizard. All one word, all lowercase. Um, and then we also attempted to do. Oh, a don't even. Gold... Don't plug this. Don't plug this. This was a fucking nightmare. It was a nightmare. It was oh. an absolute nightmare, but I'm going to plug it anyways. Oh, my because, God. I mean, hey, people watched it, which was extra bizarre. Uh, we had been uh, we had been talking uh. about doing uh, some other sort of stream. We, a while ago, it's like a year and a half, almost two years ago, had said that we were going to do a uh, Golden Axe live stream. And the Genesis collection on Steam... I have no idea what was going on with that. We could not for the life of us get into a game together. So we wound up literally just kind of playing the game briefly and talking about it. And even that didn't go very well. It didn't. It didn't. I did pretty good. I kicked some ass. The whole thing. Yeah, you kicked some ass. Uh, (laughs) I apparently chose baby mode and the game was like, oh, little babykins. Play God, play better. Play on the hard mode. You want to play uh, more games, so I do play more uh, games like that than you do. In fairness, yeah, it's true. Yeah, so but yeah, we did that. Um, and uh, I'm sure we're gonna have something else here at some point too. And well, then, go ahead. You know, I was just I gonna was, say Halo Firefight's gonna come back. Yeah, I was gonna say Halo Firefight's coming at some point here yeah. soon. Uh, I know we had talked about uh, we were gonna be doing it sometime here in May. Guess what? Sometime. It's now May. We're gonna. Uh, so we're gonna, it's gonna get happen. that all. Yeah, we're gonna get that all figured out here at some point and have more information soon. Yeah, probably. I, I was thinking maybe a week from this Wednesday, but we'll we'll, yeah. we'll hash that out because I got a I got the Axiom stream, which brings me into my first plug. Uh, Axiom episode five. Axiom Star Trek. Uh, we're still doing it. Uh, you can check out Aether Dios's twitch stream on wednesday nights right around 9 30 sometimes we start a couple uh, it's it's a little bit 9 30 ish is when you want to be there but who knows when we start um and his channel is a e t h e r d e u s uh t t v i think and um yeah check him out on twitch if you want to see it live if you don't and you want to come back here for the vod uh, we post it here on Old Man Gaming Friday mornings at 8 a.m. We've done four episodes so far. Uh, the fourth one was without a doubt the best one that we've done so far. We're hitting our stride, so we're still doing it, still doing it. So that's that's this Wednesday. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, other than that, we're doing our normal streams, man. Amateur hour, other thing. I've got a review coming out for Rogue Legacy 2 tomorrow. Um and yeah, Prelude to Divorce is still going strong. I I do want to plug something else now, if you don't mind, Neil. A little bit of a private plug. Uh, oh. A little bit personal plug, if you don't mind, for something non-channel related. Um, Go ahead. So, permit me your ear, fans. Uh, but I am a longtime tabletop role-playing game player. I have been for some time. And uh, I mostly play homebrews of mine own creation um that being said i started a company called axiom games llc there is now a youtube channel uh there is also a facebook page 
where we're going to be putting out some ads and stuff. Not not necessarily ads, but we have a tabletop game that we have been working on for some time. We are we can announce a release window, so to speak, of end of summer, early fall. Uh, we did some successful playtesting. Uh, we are finalizing some designs, and then we're going to start getting it going. And I'm going to start doing some videos, some dev diary, diaries, stuff like just to kind of introduce you guys to the game. And it is a game about my other passion, and that is professional wrestling. So <laughs> it is a professional wrestling game called Upper Hand. So please... Check those two places out if you are a tabletop role-playing game fan or a wrestling fan or both or you just like me a lot. Um, but uh, the game will eventually be sold through drive-through games and drive-through cards uh, because it is a card-based role-playing game, which is kind of very unique about it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love it if you guys supported that. I'm really trying to get that business off the uh, ground uh, so that I don't have to get an eventual day job. Um, in any case, <laughs> you guys out there, whether you like that or you hate that, uh, whether you go to that or not, uh, we thank you for watching this and viewing this. We thank you guys for uh, giving us a reason to do it. And uh, as usual, you can reach us on Facebook at OmanGamingDH, on Twitter at OmanGaming9. You can join our Discord. Link's in the description below. You can influence this and all of our shows from there. <sighs> As long as you keep watching, listen, we'll keep making them. We'll see you guys next week. Also, watch Pitch or Die. Bye. <laughs> All right. Pause. If I lean back certain way. Yeah, you vanish. I just turn into a floating head in the water. <laughs> your summer, your <laughs> your summer background is nice. I like it. Yeah. I've uh, I've been trying to change the backgrounds every so often. I know you're making um, me look like a piece of shit over here. <laughs> every week uh, you've got some fancy background where there's like talking mushrooms or a beach, and I'm just sitting here in my fucking dirty basement.